The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who gonna this town tonight. Hey, welcome to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Kwame just joined us in studio. It's a nice gloomy day here in Phoenix. Uh, we've got a lot of rain recently, so I'm pretty stoked. I never really appreciated the rain until I uh, moved to Phoenix. And, uh, yeah, we, we've got definitely gotten our uh, our fair share, at least over the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, let's talk about today uh, Le'Veon Bell and LeGarrett Blunt uh, cited for marijuana possession yesterday. Uh, this is just showing that uh, marijuana is, is becoming an epidemic in in the uh, in the NFL, and it, it's not so much that it hasn't been before. It's just now people are getting popped for it and uh, getting you know getting arrested for it more. And you know this is going to force Roger Goodell's hand to do something you know maybe unprecedented. Uh, either either decriminalize it, which you can't because only in a couple states is it legal, or uh, throw the book at people. I mean, he's really going to need to decide what he's going to do. And and they're so the charges they're facing. Um, We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Brian Hoyer has been named uh, Week One starter for Cleveland. Uh, you know, it's and it's interesting to me because we we've been talking about this for the past few weeks, and uh, I think it's the right decision. And we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot today to see um, what will matriculate in Cleveland and how Johnny Manziel uh, with the middle finger and and everything. I'm not sure if that had anything to do with why he's going to be the backup. I don't think it did. I just think that. Um, the head coach over there is is making the right decision. Um, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Kwame at Kwame Lasseter. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Garrett Blanc. Kwame, what do you think? Uh, two idiots. <laughs> two idiots. Now, there's nothing wrong with smoking weed. But when it's banned in the profession you play in, there's the problem. Especially when there's guys right now that's out, cases pending, suspensions pen- pending on... Uh, whether they should be suspended four game, two games, four games, six games, and these two. And I'm talking about, when I talk about them, I'm thinking about Josh Gordon. You're getting ready for a game. You get arrested on the way to the bus to leave to go to Philadelphia to play. And in, in, in your profession, the two running backs, the two starting running backs, the two only guys, uh, Blunt, who, who averaged five, point yards, five yards a carry last year, second in the NFL. I think it was behind uh, Deshaun. Uh, well, not Deshaun, but um, Shady McCoy. Yeah. And then a rookie, still a rookie. This is the second year, haven't played three games yet. And Levay uh, Bell. Bell out of Michigan State. Idiotic decision-making. Idiotic decision-making, especially when it's banned. Now, if you tell me it's legal in Pittsburgh, then I tell you that it, it will within their rights to smoke it. But in a job you that you show up every day to do, it is banned. So you can't do it. 
I know guys who played football, National Football League, and smoked. They knew when to smoke. It wasn't during the season. It wasn't doing anything else. Uh, at least that I haven't seen it or smelled it. You, it's hard to take that smell off you. You can chew all the gum you want to spray all the cologne and perfume you perfume on you that you want. But for those two guys to get suspension, suspended going into their third preseason game, it's just idiotic. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and, and it was a 20-gram bag. I mean, that's a lot of weed. Is it? You know, I think so. 20, what's the 20 grams? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's a lot. And that it, it, there's no excuse for it. See. You know, I mean, and it, okay, so maybe mid-season. So and you've, ta- you've talked about that a lot of times people will smoke it or, or, you know, take pain meds to deal with the pain of just, just week in, week out of the NFL season, which, you know, in my opinion, it, it's understandable. If you want to relax, if you need your, if you need your muscles to relax – and, you know, treatment doesn't necessarily relax you. It helps with your muscles, but it doesn't relax you sometimes. So with, with marijuana ingestion, I, I, well, I, don't, I don't see a huge deal with it. Uh, in, but Roger Goodell, again, is going to have to make a huge decision. For recreational use? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I well mean, he's, weed is bad when you add the unhealthy stuff to it, when you add some extra stuff to it, because it's really just a plant. It comes from the ground. Yeah. So it's bad when you add, you try to make weed stronger, when you call it a different name. Call it some kryptonite stuff, and you, you you bought to smoke this. You want me to smoke something called kryptonite? That's something that puts Superman down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but when when you add the uh, un, unnatural stuff to it, it's bad. I don't have a problem with anyone smoking weed. Anybody, I don't smoke uh, weed at all. But if I if somebody told me you're, you're in the National Football League, this is banned. This is on one of the banned substance. This because it's a substance abuse li- on a substance abuse list. That you're going to uh, be fined and you're going to miss some games from the from one of my passions, football, to play in a position to be the to be the best at my position to help my team win games. Then I'm not going to smoke it. Yeah, I mean it, it messes with your lungs too. I mean I don't know. It, Does it? it? Well, I, anything you smoke. I mean, well, so yeah, I mean, you know there I mean? are there are THC. I think there's uh, synthetic THC pills yeah. that you can take, and maybe that would be like the. The the uh, the bridge here where you can't actually smoke marijuana, but you can take the THC pills. Nobody it's like a, wants to take the whatever. Pills. It's like a, it's like a pain pill. I would assume. Yeah, but they not they 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 like the act of smoking. Maybe. Yeah, they don't want to take a pill and say, okay, I'm high. Okay. They like they yeah. They but so like why do you act. have this with you right. on your way? Uh, you know, on your way to and, and on you your say way to it's twenty grams. I exactly. How you go, see? We we most uh, teams. I think if not all teams, they take private chartered um, flights. Yeah, so there's no bags don't get checked. Yeah, but they yeah we they check bags now. Oh, they do. They, they check bags. They started checking bags about 15 years ago. Other than that, you can travel back and forth from the east coast to west coast with um, a gun. You could travel with uh, marijuana, alcohol, and they just don't check bags because you get on a bus, you put it on the bus. They and now teams like theirs on the Arizona Cardinals, they check bags before you even get on the bus, so it never makes it to the airport. Good. And then um, yeah, before then though, you could just Check, put it underneath the bus, and put it on the plane. Yeah, I mean, and, and they owned up to it. You know, it wasn't like because there was a girl in the car too. They were like, "Oh no, it's hers." Oh, she was drunk. Oh wow. You know, it, it, no, they didn't say that. They're like, "No, it's ours." Yes, absolutely, officer. And no, you, you know, got me. You know what they said? Um, before that police officer came up, they told her, "You gonna take the charge for this? <laughs> we'll take care of you." They're not gonna take care of her. She's gonna snatch. No, she got a record. They said, "No." They said, "You know what? It's ours." So, so they owned up to their mistake. Well, it might be because there's, there's no way they could have took twenty grams of uh, weed, marijuana, on a plane and get ready to go. You're going to go play a game. How relaxed? How 
have a drink. Take a uh, what's that pill? Melanoma? Uh, melatoma? Melatonin? Yeah. Take one Seratin. of those. Yeah, relax. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Muscle relaxer. Yeah, and and that, well, and that's a whole other set of issues with all of these guys that are coming out now saying they didn't know about the side effects of all the pain pills they took in the eighties. In in theory, well, that, they didn't that, know about the. Yeah, I, I, mean, I think that. I, yeah, I sure, really believe that's true. Yeah, I know because all, you said the information was withheld. It, a lot of most information was withheld. Nobody told me if I took an Advil, get ready for game. I used to take Advil, and and uh, I didn't drink as much as I drink now. Uh, but I used to take Advils, and no one told me, okay, you keep taking these for your for the duration of your career and going out there and doing what you're doing, and then if you're drinking alcohol, no one told me. See, I just had my kidneys, liver, and all that stuff checked, and everything was good, cholesterol, everything was good. No one told us that then. No, so I can imagine the guys that came before me, the guys who played, who made the game what it is for me, I can imagine they didn't get that information. Go out there and play. I, I know some guys like today might have a stress fracture. A guy that played with me, a receiver, had a stress fracture. They never told him, and he played on that stress fracture until the end of the season. That's, I mean, it's <laughs> – so now what does Roger Goodell do is, is the question. He's is not going to do anything. So, no, no, So uh, But he has to do something. He's a jerk. So people – a lot more marijuana, in my opinion, is being ingested Make in, in the NFL – then it then is being brought to the media's attention. It obviously, is, I mean, the only time it's brought to the attention is when people get caught. Obviously, yeah. Right. So, what what is he going to do? Like, he, is is he going to keep it? Is is this going to be a suspendable offense or is it going to be a finable offense? Finable. I don't think they will get suspended. I think if if they do get suspended, it will be by Pittsburgh. It would be okay. like Pittsburgh Steelers organization. I don't think Roger Goodell will suspend those guys. I think they're going to find them because now he he's in a, he's in a situation where. Well, some states is legal. How are you going to police that, Roger Goodell, through the NFL? The NFL does have a brand to protect. But how you can protect that brand in Pittsburgh and not protect it in Denver? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. So policing, I mean, alcohol is legal everywhere. So if, if you get hammered before every game, then your team can your team can obviously the, uh, suspend you. Prohibition. And, yeah, well, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's a hairy subject. Roger Goodell, the NFL is progressing – and becoming more and more innovative every day, seemingly with the deal with the things they have to work with. Josh Gordon is a big one. We'll find out what the final word is on his suspension uh, at the end of the at the end of this week, I believe. I mean, they might just throw this whole thing out and say you can play. Oh, Josh Gordon. Yeah, I mean, it's it, and I I read an interesting report that if Johnny Manziel wasn't in Cleveland, he would have already been done for the year. Josh Gordon. Yeah. What? I I don't know. I I, I read something and it was an interesting take. I mean, obviously uh, I it was one sided. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, it was conspiratorial. But I mean, come on. It, it, you you can you can write a good article with that being. I the believe topic. it. Yeah. <laughs> you can write a good article with that being a topic, but I don't think one thing has to do with the other. Uh, they they needed they needed Josh Gordon in preseason to help Johnny Manziel get the starting quarterback position, which we know he doesn't have right now. But that could make sense. You can make a story out of that. If, if he has his best weapons and Josh Gordon on the field, then he can look good. And Because he, he played a lot in the first quarters in both of those games. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he does. It'll be interesting to see what Goodell does. Because if it's findable, it's got to be 100 grand. It's got to be something that that'll bust people's pockets, and I don't think it will be findable. I think, yeah, I think, think, I think they'll grand. suspend. I think it'll be suspension, suspension until marijuana is is legalized in some states. You Roger, know, Roger Goodell shouldn't be suspending or fining anybody until he deals with the Indianapolis uh, owner, and and it, that's in the works. That, yeah, Obviously, it, it's taking a little bit longer, but but well, that's how in you the works. how do you uh, find and discipline your owner, the guy who? 
pays your writes your check. One of the guys that writes your check. You gotta be you gotta be hard on the owners more so than the players. Yeah, but we don't really see the owners getting in trouble as much as yes, we do. We don't. They don't get well. We well, see them. They don't get caught. You see the um, <laughs> did you see the picture with uh, Jerry Jones? Yeah, well, did, you, did you see that picture? Yeah, but Jerry, but uh, he never does anything wrong. Don't say in those pictures. See, don't he, say he doesn't do anything wrong. He talked mess about Tim Tebow, right? Uh, What's that? A couple, does. I know, but a couple of years ago when he was hammered, somebody took a video. He likes he likes his cocktails. That's wrong though. He shouldn't. Why? Be, he shouldn't be doing it. It's not illegal. It's but. As a as it's not illegal. It doesn't like it's, it's like he doesn't have thirty grand in cash okay. and a whole bunch of bills in his car. L- let me let me ask you this then. He does that to Tim Tebow. Is there a difference between he doing it and a player doing it? See, a player gets to play with him. I mean, he gets to evaluate some talent. But this is the same guy talking about he might draft. He was going to draft Johnny Menzel. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. That's that same. Guy. I think somebody was holding both of his arms so he couldn't write Johnny Menzel on the card. He wrote it. He just <laughs> he, they wouldn't let him go to the yeah, podium. Right. With him. Right. Yeah, so I mean, Jerry Jones. I I think it's different. I mean, it is different. It is because he's an owner, and he can also get away with a lot of. It's Jerry Jones. He's the owner in Texas. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, he's pretty much the governor of Texas. That's a different ball game. Yeah. But I don't want I don't want to say this about anybody. Oh well, that's just Kwame being Kwame. He, well, Kwame being Kwame has to know his environment where he is. You can you can be Kwame all you want to, but there's some consequences and there's some consequences that come with that whether depending on your environment where you are so I don't want to say Jerry Jones being Jerry Jones because he's a he's a man he's an owner of a team he's a uh he's the GM also he's everything over there in Dallas that he need to relinquish some of that or or Le, Garrett LeBlunt being Garrett LeBlunt or the guys that get in trouble I don't say well you got to know your environment and where you are walk into a place and know the rules I have this conversation a lot when I used to go out a lot uh, when I first came to Arizona, I used to just hang out in bars, but I'd never go in. I would walk in the bar, walk around it, see where the exits are. And they used to sell can't blow pops in the bathroom. So I go get a blow pop, and I go right back outside and talk to the police. So know where you are. There's always police at black clubs, by the way. Know where you are <laughs> in your surroundings, in, your, in, your, in, in the rules and you know the law, whatever governments governors come with that. So what does Pittsburgh what does Pittsburgh do from here? Because uh, they, they have the they only two running backs they have right. they, are going to be suspended for. They're not just going to be suspended for preseason, right? They might miss the first game. Preseason is nothing. They don't even have to play in these games. This yeah. uh, even though the owners, I mean, at this time of the year, the owners or the organizations make more money. This right here is I don't think will be about money with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is one of those teams. Never that, been about money, right? It's, the, it's let's do the right things no. here. Uh, so. What happens? You can't find or suspend one without the other. Yeah, they, 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 they've well, and also they've never had a, a, a running back on that squad besides these two that have played it down in the NFL before. So right. it's going to be problematic. I mean, they, their offense is already questionable. So now at this point, Cleveland has a chance. Yeah, now, there you go. Now, see if this would have come out, then you put, you start Johnny Manziel, make him look like a genius. Yeah. Now they have a. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you can say we won the first <laughs> game and we beat uh, we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, right. Cleveland. No, I don't know. Well, this will make Brian Hoyer look good. Brian Hoyer was gonna, he was gonna be okay. He was gonna be okay. I think what, what bothered me about Brian Hoyer was he let the pressure of Johnny Manziel heightness get, to, I think, get to him and not relinquish that job because he was playing well last year. He was three and zero last year before he tore his ACL up, and you got the Johnny Manziel hype. And until his, not to his defense, but I can understand. I've seen this before. It doesn't matter what you do. When somebody like Johnny Manziel comes in with that hype, he's going to start. They're looking for a reason to put him in. It's not like 
Kaepernick and, and Alex Smith, this is not that situation. This is a guy coming out with all the hype out of Texas A&M, uh, all the hype. And I did see some maturity in Johnny Manziel in his conversation afterwards. I don't know where that came from, but I've so, I heard it. But <laughs> it was, Hoyer, Hoyer, it was written for him. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to think that, but I hope, I hope not. But Hoyer knows whatever he does, they're going to be looking for a reason. Not they mean in the fans of chanting. The fans are idiotic most times. They're going to be looking for a reason to put Johnny Manziel in there. And Johnny Manziel handled, handled it well, that post, the, the, the post-decision interview. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he you know, had I mean, to. He, he's doing exactly what he has to do now because now the ball is not in his court. I hate using cliches, but the ball is not in his court, and that is exactly what Coach Pett needed to do. Say, excuse me, fans, I'm the one that they're paying to run this team. You're not running this team. I know you want to see Johnny football, but I'm putting the quarterback out that gives us the best chance to win, in my opinion. You know, and, and that's all he can do. All he can do is take control of that team as he has since he's walked into that, uh, he's walked into that stadium, and he, he needs to never relinquish it. I, I agree. He got he to gotta show that. All right, Especially is, as a first-year coach. This is how this team is going to be run. This is the way I'm running. Don't give me the credit card and tell me I can't spend money or don't give me the decision-making skills that, and tell me I can't make decisions. Uh, I think he has to do what he has to do initially and let that be a, a base for him. You think North Turner would have stayed if he knew they were drafting Johnny Manziel? No. Hey, no? No. Really? Yeah, you asked me. I said no. Wow. If, if I would have said yes, what I would have said? I know. I, I would have said me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like North Turner, What he, I mean, it's he's worked with a lot less before and made a lot of things out of it. Well, I guess he's going to have to do that in Minnesota anyways. I guess he gets Chetty Bridgewater over there. We, so. well, we talked about this, and so we said it was a... Um, I know. I think, I, I think it was more of a lateral movement. It wasn't an upgrade, him leaving Cleveland because of what Cleveland had over there. We always thought their defense played well. I, I thought it was a lateral movement because they lost their offense coordinator, North Turner, and they lost their defense coordinator uh, to, uh, I think it was Tennessee. Yeah, Ray Orton. Yeah, Ray Orton. But I think it was a lateral movement, not so much a, a, um, up, a upgrade to the job position. Yeah, I think he's just sick of standing out in the cold during games so he can stand in the Superdome. Well, that's a lot of reason why coaches didn't take the Detroit job. The Detroit job was open, and there was a lot of good coaches, but they didn't want to live in Detroit. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't so much that was – because I think Detroit was an upgrade in coaching. They didn't want to they live. Want, in, they wanted Wizenhunt bad. Yeah, and Wizenhunt, I think the decision came down to – because look what he took. He took Tennessee over Detroit. Detroit has its football team ready to go, and all you need is change their mentality. I think he didn't want to live in Detroit because of how the housing economy and everything is. He's never going to get that money back. Maybe. 888-346-9144. Call my last sports talk. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back. Call me last Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Kwame at Kwame Lasseter. Download the Voice America radio app on your smartphone. Easy to stream, easy to listen to us on the go. Talk Brian Hoyer and Johnny Manziel. Week one starter, Brian Hoyer. Uh, you know, it, it's fine. This is what the coach was supposed to do, you know in my I'm opinion. Gonna, um, you know what a lot of people can't do? Huh? Make coffee. Yeah? I should have did what you did. You got a double shot of energy, Starbucks energy. Yeah. You get that from a grocery store, you go to Starbucks. Circle K. Nah. Come on, man. People can't make coffee. People that make coffee can't make coffee. And when you got to put a lot of sugar... In your coffee. Do you have a Keurig? No. Heck no. You don't? Hank from Tucson hasn't bought you one yet? I could use his. I could <laughs> walk in his house and use his. Yeah. But I apologize. Go ahead. No, but thank you. Um, anything else? Alma School? McDonald's? Uh, <laughs> so, Brian Horde's, uh, you know, week one starter. Neither of these guys should be the starting quarterback. They don't have anybody better at this point. Uh, we'll see how the team takes to Brian Hoyer. I truly believe that they're going to look at him as a leader more than they would of Johnny Menzel. I feel like that's pretty obvious at this point, especially with the antics that Johnny Menzel has uh, has played through the, ever since getting drafted. Uh, ben Tate at running back, Josh Gordon receiver, Jordan Cameron tight end. All things considered, they have a pretty good squad on the offensive line. You on, know, On paper, I, and we know those yeah. guys too. And we know those guys that you just mentioned. Yeah, and the offensive line, it, I was about to say, is they're going to be tested a lot this year because they're going to be running with two completely different style quarterbacks who's if the, Johnny Manziel ends up starting. Who's the offensive coordinator? I know the quarterback is Shanahan, the quarterback coach, but who's the offensive coordinator over there? This, he's gonna, this is going to decide on whether he has a head job somewhere down the future. Because if you, when you look at the Arizona Cardinals and you talk about Todd Bowles and what he's done and what he's done in the absence of uh, a lot of key players through injuries or maybe suspensions, and he was still able to generate pressure and how that team is the number one rush team in the National Football League. When you talk about guys who's up for the head coaching job, who's next, Todd Bowles is one of those guys. So I ask you, who's the offensive coordinator? Uh, Kyle Shanahan's the offensive coordinator. Is he? Yeah. He went from the quarterback. Oh, wait, you know what? He held, he held that title also in Washington because his dad. Yeah. And everybody thought that. And you know what? I need to get Donovan on the show because Donovan had a lot of things to say about him in private. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, and it reminds me of uh, Schottenheimer's, too, uh, father-son deal. But I think Brian is not as, is not as a – as an office coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, Gaddy went to the University of Kansas. When I was there, he transferred to Florida. Then he got into coaching. I thought that was one of the best things he made, uh, moves he made because his dad was in the business, and, and look where he is now. 
but I don't think he has enough uh, imagination as an offensive coordinator. He won't. He don't go deep enough, in my opinion. Well, we'll see. I mean, because he has one of the best deep threats in the game right now. If pending pending the suspension thing, uh, Johnny Menzel. I don't know if he has the arm. What I was talking about, uh, Schottenheimer, Brian, not Shanahan. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah. But his imagination. Remember, he was in New York, and we talked about New York not being explosive downfield enough, taking that many shots. And when they do, it's out of desperation. So I, you need to have more imagination as an offense because defensive coordinators always have it. They're always coming up with blitz schemes. They're always trying to figure out what could be the new defense I put create together and the person do I have the personnel to do it. Kind of like what Chip Kelly yeah. brought his, has his college offense over to the uh, pros. Now yeah. we'll see how that works because Nick Foles got a lot of – this is going to be his year or it's going to be like, Mike, would you come back please? Yeah, no, I, I oh, don't – Oh, go get Terrell Pryor. Well, they have Mark Sanchez there now, so – <laughs> they do. There's no USC quarterback that's really that good. No. Well, even though the Cardinals have one right now, uh, he, he's gonna be all right. He had weapons around him. So yeah. does. So does. Uh, if Sanchez was to start playing, he would have. He actually looked pretty good in preseason. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no, he's rested. I mean, he's he's gained him. like eight years of rest. Eight, eight, eight years more hibernation. Yeah. I mean, that's just he's he's just been sitting there, rotting away. Um. You know what? We'll see. I mean, I, I'm happy that we don't have to talk about it much anymore. That Johnny Menzel will not be starting. No, Fine. we, we won't be talking about that Perfect. every week. Perfect. We, every, we week have, got, every week of the season, what happened to Cleveland? Yeah, I know, right? Well, oh, God, should Johnny be playing? I, I, here's it's okay. Table all over again. I, no, it's, uh, uh, the, uh, the it's, sick part is though that Kyle Orton in Denver is better than Brian Hoyer in Cleveland. So now, did, Brian Hoyer. I mean, uh, Kyle Orton was good, and I, I didn't like what he had when when you move from one team to another. That's when teams. Uh, so-called pronosticators think, oh, well, why he keeps moving from team? But you understand the situation, the circumstances that Cal was in. So Cal was good. Chicago was bad then. Yeah. Chicago's offense was not good when he, when he came into the league. And, and then he was behind – was he behind Rex Grossman? Yeah, look, get behind. Look, look at – that's what I was thinking of, Rex Grossman. He had a defense he can play behind. Uh, my guy in Baltimore – yeah, Trent Dilfer. Trent Jeez, Dilfer get off his defense. ass. Trent, uh, <laughs> Trent had a defense he can play behind, but I, Trent was serviceable, and I think I think he came out and said that he wasn't that good. That he had a defense he can play behind, but he talked like he was Joe Montana, and that's what drive me crazy. Well, he won a Super Bowl. He won. He ain't winning a Super Bowl. I think Bowl. Chicago was the worst team to get to the Super Bowl ever. And I just like the, the thirteen I, three. I just can't. That was a historical year. You had two black NFL coaches, yeah. head coaches. Yeah. Uh, that was historical, and it was great to see that uh, the uh, coach that won, um, Dungy, D- Tony Dungy. I can't think of his name. I don't know. Uh, it's neural. I think they lied to me on my neural psych, my neural test, my neural exam. I think they lied to me because I can't remember crap. That's not true. You, you a couple pockets here and there, but pockets. You're not supposed to have pockets. You're supposed to remember. <laughs> anyway, go. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so okay, so I'm saying that uh, Kyle Orton was better, and I mean he was better. Tim Tebow comes in anyways, and and, and then I mean I feel like Brian Hoyer's it's gonna, it might be short lived. Like Brian, if they Brian start Hoyer? one and two, that's it. But they got a good chance because they need to suspend uh, those two running backs in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh yeah. is predicated on run first, yeah, totally. and defense always. And then Antonio Brown down. Oh, but but you know what we forget? So we forget about Ben Roethlisberger because we, when we talk about the league quarterbacks. We always find a way to put him fifth or sixth. This guy, he went to three Super Bowls. No, he's top 15. People, people don't put him top 10. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't. 
but he's not flashing. He plays in a steel-working city. He plays in a blue-collar atmosphere, yep. but he gets the job done. Now, we talk about his idiocy um, early in his career. Most guys make those mistakes, and, and I don't like when we hold college students to those mistakes all the way through their professional career or whatever, however long their professional career lasts. But Ben Roethlisberger been to three Super Bowls, yeah. and he's won too. Yeah, I mean, the motorcycle thing – that the bar thing was crazy. Well, why you was on a why you was on another suspension or having another case going? Yeah, it it, just, it wasn't smart. Well, it, well, think about the atmosphere we're talking about. Think about the people we are talking about. There's different characteristics in these professional players. They've been told to be to get professional. You've been told most of your life that you was the greatest. That you uh-huh. are that you are good. Uh-huh. And when somebody tell you, calm down, no, you don't, you think, you know, like somebody got their hand on your shoulder and you jerk it back. It's like, get off me. Yeah, you will tell me that. I've been good because I'm telling you, people have been telling you it's good. It's like, not you, but in general, on my next comment, it's um, when everybody say, oh, when your mother think you're the prettiest one in the world, when everybody else like, really? That's your mother supposed to think that. My mom's a smart lady. Your you mom? Yeah. yeah. I'm about to talk she about told me that. She you told know? you that? No, she didn't. <laughs> 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 yeah, everybody's everybody. You know, there's no such thing as an ugly baby. There's no such thing as an ugly. That's not true. There's no such thing as an ugly woman. <laughs> there's no such thing as an ugly woman. There's no, no. So why not having an ugly baby? There's no such thing as an ugly baby. There's, yes, there is. There's, there's no such thing. You, I've seen some ugly babies. No, you haven't. Yeah, the mother always thought there they were. The mother thing. always thought. Oh, totally. Were yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I would never understand the miracle of childbirth. You know, I just don't. I don't have the uh, the plumbing for it. You got a girlfriend. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> talk to her. <She's laughs> is it break time yet? It's almost. It's break time. And you run in the show. It's break time in the time you want. Oh to be my goodness break. gracious! Uh, Derek Rose sits out of the USA exhibition game in Good. Madison Square Garden last night. Good. Um, here's the thing. I've said this since he was he was brought into camp. Uh, he shouldn't be playing. I, I, I don't think he should be playing. Uh, he hasn't played in he hasn't played really in two years, so he practiced. They, he played an exhibition game. I think he had seven points and a couple of assists, and his knees are sore as hell. I mean, and that's fair. I'm you know, 50, he, 50 on it. Go ahead. So he's he, sore knees, both knees. He sat out last night. It was a late scratch. Everybody's saying you know they just want to give him an extra day of rest. Everything in that regard, but. How does that not beg the question? Why the hell is the guy in the court yet? It's a TV thing. It's it's about TV. It, he wasn't a late. It came out as he was a late scratch. But we were talking about two days ago that he wasn't gonna play in this next game. But you didn't want the fans not come. You didn't want Derrick Rose fans not show up and make and, and they were and chanting his tickets. name yesterday. Yeah, and, and sell tickets. You didn't yeah. want those guys, those Chicago fans, or those Der- Derrick Rose fans, those Memphis fans. You didn't want people who wanted to see Derrick Rose play. Not show up, so you made it a late scratch because they had already bought their tickets. <laughs> but Derrick Rose, I, I, I was fifty fifty on him even playing in this event because he was out two years. But I was like, what better chance to get ready and get your mental ready, not your physicalness ready, but your mental ready coming off two injuries? Yeah, but how does blowing people out get you mentally ready? Well, he know he where he don't have to have that explosion where he know he can blow past these guys. Do I have enough discipline and self-mind control to not explode by when I have to or when I can? 
or just work myself into getting ready for my NBA season. And I, uh, Mike Krzyzewski has nothing to lose or gain. Well, he has nothing to gain by playing him because he doesn't coach in the NBA. So I'm going to run Derrick Rose to death. So when I have to play him, he's not as efficient as he would be. Right. Getting ready. I, and yeah. that's a great coach. And that's one of the coaches that every year comes up. You want to coach in the NBA? You want to coach in a pro- right. professional level? Stuck to his guns. But I mean, yeah. and, and I mean, uh, the... The reasoning behind it that was reported is that they wanted to take a look at other guys on the roster, which is uh, which, which is which is bullcrap. Yeah, but I mean, it, professional that's guys, that's professional guys. <laughs> that's you want to take a look at them? Yeah, that's that's BS. That's fine. At a high I level. mean, and, and that's saying that Derrick Rose is already on the team. Yeah, he's already on the team. How is he already on the team? And other guys have been playing in the NBA for the past two years have to vie for positions because his coach. Uh, Tom Thibodeau is one of the assistant and coaches. And Tom Thibodeau's the coach, and he's still letting him play? Yes. It's he, like, he, he, I don't, this doesn't. No, then it's bigger than us, then. It's, yeah, bigger I, than, it's bigger than what we can think of because. Well, he knows him better than anybody. Right. Tom, he, Tom Thibodeau knows Derrick Rose and his progression better than anybody. Do you don't think I'm talking to my star player twice a month? Twice a month? No, I think more than that. No. No, they're grown men with grown, li- grown men lives. Uh, they, I'm the. When basketball season over, which is rarely, like football is never over, football does a great job of marketing. I'm not going to get off Derrick Rose, but football does a great job of marketing. You know, when we couldn't wait till football season come. Then it got here, and we can't wait till we find a reason for not to wait for something else. But basketball is getting to that point that it's never over. They got these spring leads. They got these D leads. They got these guys. And, and look what LeBron's doing as far as recruiting everybody. LeBron's, uh, uh, it's, it should be LeBron Cavaliers. <laughs> it's, that's what it should be. Uh, but he's a great recruiter because he's talented. Kobe was that guy. Michael Jordan was that guy. Magic, Bird, all those guys who played at a high level and was the best at their game, not just their position. They are great recruiters. I want to play with the best. And and and, and most competitors want I want to play against the best. Yeah. You would have never saw Magic and, Le- and 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 Bird, Larry Bird on the same team because it, it didn't benefit the NBA. It benefited the NBA for playing. So I'm putting Derrick Rose on this team, have coming off two injuries. If I'm Tom Thibodeau, I'm talking to my players, say, here's what we gonna do. It's not what you gonna do. Here's what we gonna do. You're gonna play and you're gonna get some you're gonna get some 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 more Minutes and time on your knees to see how they hold up, and and a good practice game or a good, which was really a real good practice game for these guys. And we're gonna see is, does it swell up after one game? Does it swell up after two games? What we need to do? Do we gotta drain your knee? Uh, what do we need to do? How many games can I control you during the NBA season? How many games can I play you? Yeah. Do you think this is taking away from his ability to play during the season? No. Like, I mean, not fully, but I mean, this is. This is international play. This is absolutely unnecessary. So it's fun him. You would think so, but yeah. I, at what point? I don't want him to come back because last year we wanted him to come back. He set out for what a year and yeah. a half, and like good. I was to the point like, but I can't. It. I got. I can't tell a guy that he's not hurt or injured. I can tell you you're not hurt. I can't tell you if you're not injured. Hurt you can play. Injured you cannot play. But then the, the whole thing about that with me was getting over his mental. Like, you have to get over a mental part of being seriously hurt. You never, He's never been hurt in his life. Yeah. But when you're signing those checks for Adidas and Nike and whatever, <laughs> you got to get over it. Speaking of, yeah, you see Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant yeah. he's, he's holding a – it's not him. It's his agent. Jay-Z. It's his what agent. What a genius to get into bat. I, I mean, he doesn't know what the hell Jay-Z, he's doing. Jay-Z went from slanging to <laughs> – 
making a half a million, half a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, he's well, okay. So, Derek Rose, do you think that there's any pressure? From his from his sponsors, from Adidas, from all of these all of these things that are giving him millions and millions of dollars to play for Team USA. Heck no! I think here's what Derrick Rose. Better they can be. sell his jersey. I think here's what Derrick Rose better be doing. Is he better be involved with these no- negotiations, not letting an agent say, "Well, Nike, if you don't step it up, Under Armour's willing to give him two hundred sixty-five to two hundred eighty-five million dollars, as opposed to whatever Nike deal he has now." But if Nike, you can go to Under Armour and, and you got a buddy. If I'm working for if I'm working for Kevin Durant and then you work at Under Armour, I'm gonna say Alex, I'm gonna I'm gonna break you off a little of this this little change right here, but you need to make me an offer for 285 million. If you get Kevin Durant, that's icing on the cake for you. But if you don't, Nike has to match it. And that's more money for Kevin Durant in my agency. But I'm gonna take care of you either way because you're gonna get Kevin Durant if they don't match it. Because Nike has the first right of refusal to match that offer. But if you don't get it, I'm gonna give you about. Five million dollars. Why do these companies pay athletes so much for uh, for marketing, endorsing? Marketing. Uh, okay, marketing. Okay, so fine. So so I, I wanted to talk about this. So Kevin Durant wears. Say he wears. Um, I don't know. Uh, some off the wall. Tommy Bahama. Okay. Then Tommy everybody, Bahama shirts. Okay. Everybody can buy it. Why? Because he's Any, wearing anybody it. over the age of fifteen that can think for themselves is going to say those shirts are awful. First so all, I'm going to. <laughs> you talking about uh, the flower shirt? Yeah. Oh, so man. I don't. So I don't care what this athlete wears. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. Alex, it's you, a kids if, thing. You and your girls going on a cruise? Yeah. And you don't have any cruise clothes. You just can't wear no boxer shorts that you wear around. I the wear house. speedos. Anyway, I, I doubt don't. that. I don't. You gonna go to uh, Tommy Bahama and be like, what, what can I get a good cruise shirt? A good. Bahamas shirt or wherever you go to Gillingham's Island. Where can I? Get, <laughs> I got the hat. Where can I? Um, where can I get a good shirt? Oh, you you gonna think about Kevin Durant, Marcus? There because you are gonna see it so many times. Yes, you are. Marketing does that. It it messes with your it messes with your mental. That's why marketing is so great. If you got a great marketing, I'm looking for somebody to market my foundation because I'm an easy sell. You can market me. Y'all, you gotta do is go out and talk about me. That's an easy sell. But now. When you're talking about Kevin Durant and billions, millions of dollars, yeah, I'm going to think about that Tommy Bahama shirt. Kevin Durant where it is. So now it's up to Kevin Durant to be a part of this marketing strategy and this business say, all right, you want to market me, and you want to market me with this Tommy Bahamas, but don't put it out of price where people like me or people who are not me can't buy it. Okay, now you, you, you market into a different financial bracket. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan's shoe. Michael Jordan, well, I never bought Michael Jordan shoes. I never... I can't say I never wore them. I'll tell you I never bought them. But I had a Nike contract. He put those shoes so high up where people were killing for them. Yep. And he never once came out that I've saw or read of seeing. Came out and said, Nike, why don't you uh, lower these shoes? Nike make more money off Michael Jordans than Michael Jordan. Wasn't Stephon Marbury the first one to do uh, it? Oh, he $10 shoes, $15 yeah. shoes. That was awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you could play in them every game, but. No, but I think, buddy, he made, they made real deal shoes for, yeah. for 15 bucks. Strawberries. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it always interests me because, like, you, you see these guys on, like, like, you see Kevin Durant on a sprint commercial, the family plan, family plan commercial. And I'm like, I don't understand why people pay these. Athletes to do this, it's not gonna. Ha- oh, I saw Kevin Durant with Sprint. That must mean he has Sprint. So I'm gonna go get the Sprint account. That's ridiculous. But Kevin, Kevin Durant has that Sprint for free. They, he's not paying anything. That's fine. I know, but I'm just saying that's what they do to marketing. I'm. A, I can give you something free if, if you got a. If I looked on your Twitter account and you got 35 million people following you, 
I'm giving you whatever you want for free yeah. because those 35 million following you for a reason. Yeah, no, and I understand the scheme, the schematics behind marketing. I do. I'm not. I'm playing advocate here where it's it's just like I just don't get so, why people are throwing a lot of money at athletes for doing this. We got to take a break. Kwame Lester, Sports Talk. We'll talk about this on the other side. 888-346-9144. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Carmen Lasseter Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. We haven't talked about this yet, and I want to talk about it. Wait, you know what, first? Oh, please. I guess. Oh, Carmen Lasseter Foundation. I guess... Huh? Talk about it. You haven't talked about it again. No, today. we. No, I got some drums, and I wonder if I could play that. You got some drums? I got a drum set at home. You do? Yeah. When I mean, your boys must love that. No, they can't touch them. <laughs> Nobody could touch stuff that's mine. In my like house. Will Ferrell and Step Brothers. Not they can't touch because they, they can't take care. Of it. When you don't buy stuff or pay for stuff or appreciate stuff, you're not gonna take care of it. No. So they're not gonna take care of it. But anyway, that's not why I say that. But that that you, did you hear them drums playing? Yeah, I did. I can't play that. <laughs> but the Kwame Lassa Foundation, we do August 29th, Kwame Lassa Celebrity Bowling Event. Got a lot of guys coming: Seth Joyner, Ampley, Damon Anderson, Frank Sanders, uh, Sid Justin, who has coming. Uh, got a bunch of guys coming out there. Cool. Uh, so it's gonna be fun. I'm all around town, getting all these uh, donations. People have been pretty good, actually. Um, Talking Stick, Arizona Casino, and Talking Sticks called me yesterday. So hopefully I can get four rooms to donate to the winners. Nice. If not, the winners just going to get a handshake. I love that. Yeah. Perfect. That's good. Uh, how Did you go out to practice yesterday? Oh, I did go out to practice yesterday. And one of the things I wanted to say, uh, see was how those guys responded to the loss of Donnell Dockett. And Donnell Dockett, now he was about to make $9 million next year. So it was going to be a decision, I know. It was going to be a decision. I'm talking about next year. This year he's gonna get his whatever he's uh-huh. his salary is, but nine million. So the Cardinals had a decision to make. They won't have to cut this guy. Well, and Fitz is coming up too next year. And Fitz year. coming up. And Fitz always talking about well, you know, there's something I can't control. I, I'm when when guys like Fitz sign a deal, I think he that they should honor that deal. Uh-huh. I mean, because he didn't say you need to rip my deal. He's one of those guys that didn't say, well, I'm on my I got two years left on my deal. Rip it up. Unless you say rip it up for the benefit of the team, rip it up and give me something new, and if that's something new is for the benefit of the team, I understand that. Huh. But 
you got guys like Darnell Dockett, who uh, plays hard. 158, 160 games. He missed two of those. That that you can't, you couldn't ask for a better player yeah. or a team. Uh, a guy who knows how to watch film, study film. A guy who's going to be on the sidelines, be the, who will be able to help those guys. Now, you think about in football, it's so instant. I think he can be on the sideline and still help those guys. Where baseball is just like a pastime. You're sitting there and it's moving so slow. What you tell a guy now because you're not playing, will I listen to you? But in football, it's instant. So they, he'll be able to give him that knowledge on the sideline while he's rehabbing to come back. I think the Cardinals should find a way to bring him back. But the salary cap and the money is different. Um, and I wanted to see how the team respond to him not being there. And they once the ball is snapped and once they line up and the ball is snapped, they just playing football. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting this year. Patrick Peterson's going to have to be the leader of that defense. And he's a young kid. Well, and Calais Campbell. Calais so you have Campbell Calais, but you got Cromartie over there also. Yeah, but he's not a, he's not they, he's, they, he's not a cardinal yet. He's a, you know, <laughs> I mean he's not. No, I heard Calais you. Campbell is a cardinal. Patrick Peterson, it's all he's ever known. And he what is he, twenty four years old? Patrick Yeah. He, yeah. Twenty twenty four, twenty five. Did this, he come out he came out his junior year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's so 20, it's 20. it's time for him this is his team now. This is his defense. Well, He's it, proved himself early. He smacked the NFL in the face with his ability. He just got paid. Punts. Yeah, well, and he just punts. got paid for being a cornerback. So now it's time for him to show that he's worth the money, and he is, to show that he's worth the money on the leadership front and take take over because every single person that had any sort of leadership on this team, aside from Clayus Campbell, is either hurt or no longer with the Cardinals. I think Patrick was one of those guys that lead by example. And then after a while, when he looks around and nobody's following him, that's when he becomes more verbal. Clayus Campbell, comes; he's a verbal guy. Yeah. He's a, and you know how, you hear how he talk. He's a, he's a verbal guy, and I think they will follow Patrick Peterson as a leader. I think they will. I know they will follow Calais Campbell, but the Darnell Dockett was that was a huge part of their leadership right there, because he spoke and he had he'll get on you and he also tell a coach. I mean he he had back and forth with Ken Wisenhunt, but you a player and this coach. If I can't talk to you like a man, and then as a coach you well, you well this guy is uncontrollable. You are not out there on the field. You calling plays that I already that I'm out there running. Right. It's not like Calais, I mean, um, Donnell didn't know his job. Donnell, those guys followed Donnell. I was looking for him, and I went crazy and said, this year Donnell probably had about 11 sacks. I, oh. say, I said that. Yeah, you said that last uh, week. Yeah, I said he had about 11 sacks this year, and then he, then he get hurt. And we're starting to see a shift a little bit, a little twinge in you know defensive leaders. Secondary is becoming you know, very, very prevalent with leaders. Traditionally, it's your middle linebacker, right? You have Brian Urlacher, you have Ray Lewis, Patrick Willis, and, and, and on and down the list is your, you know, your leader, your your emotional leader on the in the secondary in the uh, on the defensive side of the football. But now with these younger guys, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, uh, you know, Joe Hayden, I'm, like like secondaries now are becoming stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And you have more "quote unquote" lockdown corners now than you have had in the last ten years. And I told uh, you're right. And I told Rashad Johnson, I said, uh, "You need to run this team, run the defense, run the secondary, run the secondary if it was yours. You the free safety. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make some adjustments. Even though you got Patrick Peters and and Cromartie over on the corners, you got two of the best dual corners in the game, tandem corners at the, in the game on your team." So run it, because those guys are going to look back and see what you're calling. They're mm-hmm. going to look back to you. So run it with some confidence. Run it with conviction. Run it with, this is my team. You know the plays, run it. And I, and I talked to him a couple of, I didn't talk to him yesterday, but a couple of times at practice I talked to him. And I said, just run it. It's yours. They, 
Dale Buchanan is a strong safety. Yeah. He's not going to take your job. You are the safety. You've been here for six years now. Run the show, and look what you have in front of you. You got Patrick Peters. You got uh, Cromartie. You look, look at your linebacker core or your D-line core, and this was before Donnell Darkett went down. Uh, but I knew they didn't have Daryl Washington. I knew uh, Dansby was gone. But you still had – a, a, a good situation coming off the number one rush team. Now what are you going to do? Your team's going to pass on you. So what are you going to do now? They might run, run on you now with all that stuff being absent up the middle and Darnell on the end. Now guys got to step up. Now guys don't want to come into that lineup and say, well, they're running the ball on us because we don't have this. You don't never want to be that guy. If, you, if you're the second linebacker you go in, you're going to hold your own. Yeah, I mean, but it's scary because this year. NFC West, each team has a good running back, you know? At least one. Uh, and then the AFC, AFC West, each team has at least one good running back. So it's, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's scary. I mean, this is going to be the year. This is going to be a determining year on where the Arizona Cardinals defense is going. If it's, if it's truly next man up in the Arizona Cardinals uh, organization, we're going to see some new faces. They're going to have to make plays. Well, it's, it's up to the offense now. See, now, it, defensively, They've held them for the past six years, right? Right, keeping okay. it relevant. So let me. Fair. So this is why, this is why the Denver Broncos defense is in ranked top ten. This is why um, the Seattle's defense is ranked top ten because their offense control the ball. Denver puts up points where teams got to come out and pass. Yeah. So that cha- you made their offense one dimensional. So if the Arizona Cardinals and everything they have on offense, Palmer, you need to get it together. Everything you have on offense over there as the Arizona Cardinal. Well, you got to go up about 10 points. Now you're forcing teams later on in the game, then late third, fourth quarter, to do things they wouldn't normally do just to get back in the game, to get it to a certain point where they have a chance to win that ball game in the final minutes of a fourth quarter. So, so now it's up to the offense for the Arizona Cardinals. Knowing that these things – don't go out there and put that type of pressure on you, but knowing these things defensively has taken place. And Todd Bowles does a great job of, of coming up with schemes – and putting pressure on offenses, he did that last year. They missed a lot. They missed some guys last year. They missed guys last year where they still was the number one rush team. And the NFC, every team has a good running back, as you mentioned. They were still number one in the National Football League. They're number one in the NFC West, number one in the National Football League of stopping the run. And this is what I when I was talking about Rashad Johnson as the safety. Run the show because now teams, if they pass on you, you want to be able to defend that. But now since you're missing everything on that missing all these injuries and all these suspensions, now they may not have to pass the ball. So now Dale Buchanan got to come up with some control. He put him in a bind because he, he's aggressive. He likes to come up and hit. So if they get him trapped and coming to stop the run, now you, you might leave a corner on the island. Who they was, can't go 4-12 and 12 this year. Cardinals? Yeah. No that's way. all I'm saying. Yeah, no way. Th- they just can't. No I mean, way. there's a chance they could. There's a chance they can go 12-4 and four too. Yeah, but I mean, it's with, with the defense sputtering out like this, pending what happens with Darrell Washington. Uh, he's, he's not playing. The whole year. The whole year. He's done. I just... He's done. Pending... I mean, it's, it's just going to be... I think, I mean, potentially... And I'm, not being, I'm not being a naysayer here. I'm not being pessimistic. But with the eighth toughest schedule in the NFL, it, it could be a tough year for them. It could be a tough year. You know, yes, they could have gone eleven and five last year because the San Francisco game at the end didn't really matter. San Francisco had already gotten the playoffs and they were eliminated. I mean, it. I don't know. Nine and seven. You know what uh, Kaepernick said? Um, 
nine and seven Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see any sure wins on their on their on their uh, schedule. Ten and six, um, I see some, but ten and six um, didn't get them in the playoffs um, last year. I think ten wins nine wins and, uh, NFC West this year. This year, yeah, yeah. I think everybody beats seven, everybody. Nine and seven to get them in the playoffs this year. I guarantee you. But I'm, I'm not. I wasn't looking for them to go nine and seven. Ten and six, worst case. Worst case, and in and, and the playoffs, and then be that team that, that we thought it would be if they got in the playoffs yeah, last if they year. They keep Carson Palmer dry and 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 not dirty. I seen Carson Palmer throw some balls yesterday. I don't like why you throw that ball. I was like, this you can't be making in this practice. See, the receivers are allowed to catch the ball at practice. Yeah, as long as the the defensive co- uh, coach, the coordinator or the DB coach can see that that he was covered. They're allowed to catch the ball in practice. Okay, really quick before we get out of here. Jimmy Fallon, Roy McIlroy, and Tiger Woods. Um, I watched this last night. I didn't see it live, but I watched it last night. This proves my point that Tiger Woods now doesn't feel the pressure. Because do you think that eight, 10 years ago he would have even agreed to this? No, I said that. I said Tiger Woods would have if, – if Rory is such a fan of Tiger Woods, which – what Seems he, like he is. He, he is. He. You grew up. If you grew up liking somebody, you get to yeah. do an interview. Because I mentioned this when I got the when Ronnie Lott was interviewed. We were going to play 49ers. Ronnie Lott and Bill Moss was interviewing me. I'm like, I ain't heard a word he said. I was like, <laughs> I was like, like that's why I wore 42. That's why the number 42 was given to me because of a similar play, knocking people out. But Rory is such a huge fan of Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods ten years ago would have never took that interview. Tiger Woods in his prime would have never took that interview. Nope. I don't even he know. Was, he, he was laser focused. Yeah, he didn't care about anything else. He was, yeah, he was so focused. His dad was alive. His it, he wouldn't have did things that took him outside of uh, golf. Yeah, but now he has to have fun. And I and I, I was thinking this this morning coming in that you see what happened when you hang around Tiger Woods. Rory is now. Four over at the Barclays. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he is now four over. Oh my God! Yeah, he's three over through fifteen. I just checked. Okay. So I mean, so it's just funny that and Tiger was a good sport when Jimmy Fallon was ripping him. You know, it's just it. He just is, and 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 Rory McIlroy kind of has the whole package now. Chicks love him. He's he's great. He has an accent. You know, he's the number one golfer in the world. It depends he's, on what accents you have. I don't love accents. Go ahead. Okay, all, for all intents and purposes, <laughs> uh, that's that's what it is. And he's so he's at the top of the golf world now. He he may not be overall the best golfer. He had a great year. You know, he had a really good year. Rory. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, next year could bring a whole bunch of different things. Rory's the best golfer this year. Yeah. 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 This year. Oh. But but FedEx Cup wise, I mean, we'll see. Uh, obviously, he was yeah he was four over through nine holes. Yeah, at the Barclays. I mean, I know that this is... You just have to make it to the top 100, right? So, I mean, it's not... At this point, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. There's I, a lot of golf left to be played. But normally, like, Jimmy Walker will win the FedEx Cup or Webb Simpson. It doesn't really matter. It'll be a guy who was, like, 20th all, 20th all year long. Yeah. Come up and win. Yeah. $10 million right away. Yeah. So, I mean, Roy, it's great. Heir apparent to Tiger. Uh, but Tiger, what I took from that was he was having fun. In, in his awkward, like, quirky way, he was having fun. He threw a, he threw a couple zingers out. Yeah. Great. I, I was good, good for TV. He didn't wear a hat. You know, I like good for TV. Yeah. Because when you look at those guys and you don't see them in their golf gear or you don't see them in their business attire, whatever the profession is, you're like, oh, they look different. And those they, blades look sick. And, and they look, uh, yeah. The Nike Vapors? Yeah. yeah I, I got sick. this uh, company making me some, but they're not going to be blades. I told them, I'm not going. I'm not sure how that's going to look. Power built. They, uh, but they're making me some. They get all my specs. But those blades look good. But they got some new ones coming out at the end of the year. You get to see Tiger Woods and those guys outside of their office. It, it, it brings you back to, well, they are humans. 
they are just like us, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's of. good to see. It was good to hear that Tiger said uh, that he's gonna take two months off. Yeah. He need I mean, to take. Don't come back till J- January. Yeah. Don't come back till January to play. Yeah. Play play at the Farmers Insurance Open like you did. Like just start there. Yeah. I don't understand you. He didn't need to come back all year. No, because uh, Tiger. Go play the Web.com tour and try and win there first. No way. No what? way. Why not? Because he's the same guy. <laughs> this Tiger not, Woods. The same guy who's not, not going to play the Champions. senior open, right? Yeah. But, no, he was. Uh, he couldn't sit out all year because of the marketing. Tiger Woods right. got paid for just to show up. See? Derek Rose. Right. The marketing. The same kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he's being forced back. No, maybe. Possibly. But when you got... People, the sponsors who want to say, is Tiger Woods going to be there? Then we'll, we'll, we'll put $2 million in it into the tournament. So that raises the pot for everybody else. And a lot of guys on tour understand that. Uh, even Phil Mickelson said, well, I'm glad Tiger's Woods back. Tiger was the reason why the, the, the winnings, uh, probably what, $1.9, $2.3 million mm-hmm. to come in first place and then everybody else. Even if you come in 10th place, you, you're good. Yeah. That never used to be like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and the last thing I took away from that was that Jimmy Fallon might go down as the best talk show host ever for late night. Ever? Yeah. I, I mean, I really think, poor Conan. Conan's have, sitting there. Have, on, well, first of all, you never seen Johnny Carson. I did watch Johnny Carson. You didn't see, you didn't, you looked at your I'm dad. I'm not that old. Francis probably watched Johnny yeah, Carson. You, you cannot say that about Jimmy Fallon. Not yet. I said he could be. Oh, could be. You didn't yeah. say, you didn't watch Arsenio Hall in his first stint. I watched some of Arsenio Hall. Some. You watched all of Jimmy Fallon, so you made that no, assumption. No, I don't. No, I don't. I barely watch him. Jimmy Fallon is good. He's good. I mean, and I just feel bad for Conan because Conan's sitting on TBS. Conan's funny too. He's yeah, I know, funny. but he, this was supposed to be him. Yeah, it was. And then Jay Leno's like, I don't like you. I'm coming back. Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Let me take my spot back. No, we got to get out of here too. Kwame Lasseter, Sports Talk. Kwame and I, Alex Clancy in studio. See you guys tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.